Hello and welcome to the Michael Musselman Show. Today is February 1st, and before we get into it, I want to talk about my sponsor. Recollect Limited is Arkansas's best place to shop for the nostalgic clothing you crave. They have a wide selection of vintage goods with a focus on items from the 80s and 90s. Recollect also supplies vintage Razorback gear all year long, but it sells quick. Shop the newest items on Instagram or online at recollect.ltd. Got old clothes lying around? They buy. Open Monday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade. Located at 2218 North College Avenue in Fayetteville. So, Michael, um, let's talk about this past week a little bit. Um, the big win over Ole Miss and then dropping a close one in Stillwater. Uh, just kind of give me your thoughts over the past week. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice, like I always talk about, you know, to get another uh, – to get another conference win. And um, we followed a lot of our, our game plan and hit some of our key points. We held Romello White to three points, which, um, you know, as a starter, he's one of those key guys on that team. And, you know, we, we beat him on the rebounding war by eight and we held him to one of 16 from three, which is kind of what I, what our identity was last year as a team. Um, so, for, for us to hold them to one to 16 shooting and, and to kind of finally get out to a, to a hot start and to a better start um, was something that we focused on for that game. And, and uh, we executed that. For the uh, Oklahoma state game, you know, it kind of the little bit of a slow start, but um, I think Arkansas kind of figured out the rhythm of the game a little bit. And uh, obviously the, the layup and at the end of the half turned out to be, uh, pretty detrimental, I think. Um, but kind of going down the stretch, it felt like Cade Cunningham kind of took over a little bit. And then obviously the final shot with Connor, I honestly didn't think it was a horrible shot. I had faith that it was going in. And I, I think most fans probably understand the play wasn't drawn up for him to be the number one option. But just kind of talk about how things uh, unraveled in Stillwater. Yeah, I mean, to start off, Oklahoma State's just a really good team with multiple really good players, but obviously with a bona fide star who's who's going to be a star at the next level and and I personally think is an NBA all-star. I mean, the way he carries himself, uh, his facial expressions, his pace and feel for the game are phenomenal. Um, you know, so I think he's one of, if not the best player I've seen in college. And when you play a team like that, special players make special plays, especially down the stretch, and they win win uh, games for their team. And, and that's kind of what Cunningham did. So you got to respect them and respect him for that. Um, you know, they were just, they pulled it out at the end and, and for a game that with, that with six lead changes tied 13 times, I mean, as a basketball fan and, you know, someone who's involved in the sport, you got to respect the game. And sometimes that's just the way the ball bounces. Um, as far as the game went on, you know, Smith, really looked like he was back to, you know, back to his old ways. He was nine for 14 from the field. He finished through contact. He had seven rebounds and 18 points. And he really battled. I mean, he played 37 minutes and then Moses was, you know, he was good again, eight for 13 with 17 points and four rebounds. Um, you know, I think one of the things that hurt us was our 15 turnovers. We forced them into quite a few turnovers in the first half. Um, and unfortunately we couldn't convert that to as many, you know, points as we would have wanted to in the first half. And then they took a lot better care of the ball in the second half. I think they had three turnovers. So, you know, that's, 
it's kind of just the way pl- the game played out. And then they beat us on the rebounding war, which is always an emphasis. We were minus seven on rebounding and, and, you know, they took eight more free throws than us. And you can't let uh, things like that happen. You can't let there be disparities like that in a game that's that close and that comes down to the wire. And then, like you said, you know, there's little plays. It's, it's tough to look at the final play and blame the game on that. You know, there's little plays throughout the entire game, whether it be the layup at the end of the half where we didn't see the ball, you know, or the two offensive rebounds, the long offensive loose ball at the, you know, at the end of the game where they got, you know, two second chance points that, you know, that came down to the wire. And um, as far as the last shot, I mean, you know, we got an open look and, and in terms of drawing stuff up, Oklahoma state did a good job of taking away our first and second option. And um, they kind of doubled off Connor to JD to shadow JD and JD made the right play threw it back to Connor for an open look. That was, you know, pretty open and, and Connor had hit one in the left corner earlier on in the game. And so that's just a shot that, you know, we'll take and we'll live with. We, we have faith in Connor that, you know, that he's a great player and that he can make shots like that. And it didn't fall, but you got to live with stuff like that. A two part question um, about the injury bug. It feels like, uh, feels like the injury bug hasn't been nice to the hogs this year, but um, first it feels like Justin Smith's pretty much back to 100%, especially with, how many minutes he played this week. I think it was 27 um, or maybe 37. You know, it was 20, 29 in the Ole Miss game and then 26 in the Oklahoma State game. Um, it feels like he's kind of back to 100%. And then do you have anything on Jalen Williams? I, I know he kind of bruised his knee up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Justin Smith, we think he's playing, you know, back to the way he was. You know, it's – especially with our short turnarounds, you have no buy games, nothing like that. So um, it's a constant battle. These guys beat their bodies up every game. And then you have, you know, 48 to 36 hours to, to really repair their bodies and get them back to normal while also practicing and game planning for the next game. So it's a constant tug of war, not just with Justin, but with anyone with nicks and bumps and bruises at this point in the season. Um, we're kind of going to see that, you know, from here on out with every team, it's not just us. It's, it's not just our opponent. It's going to be every team where there's guys that are, that are in and out. Um, but we do feel like Justin's been playing a lot better and he's, you know, he's really close to hundred percent, if not hundred percent, really getting back to, to the way he, he was playing at the beginning of the season. And then as far as uh, Jalen Williams, you know, like you said, he was out for that second half and, and he was in some pain. I think he went knee to knee with Cunningham and um, they ended up diagnosing it as a bone bruise He's kind of day-to-day, did not practice yesterday, but um, was active, was running, was cutting. Um, So we're just kind of going to let him feel it out. And no one knows his body better than him. So, you know, it's kind of what he feels is best, you know, come game time. Yeah, and I also want to talk about, um, you know, you're the director of recruiting for the program. How much does the SEC winning the Big 12 Challenge uh, impact recruiting in your eyes? Yeah, you know, we recruit against a lot of those schools. I mean, it's a constant battle with schools in our own league and schools in their league, but I don't know how much winning it, you know, really matters. It's at the end of the day, it comes down to relationships. And um, I think the outside world puts a little bit more of an emphasis on winning and losing the challenge. I mean, obviously it's it's great to get another quality non-conference game for, for both leagues because, you are you know, it's going to be a battle. I mean, both leagues have respect for each other and, and every team in every league is, is, is a good quality team with great players. So 
getting a non-conference game and having one of those locked up on your schedule every year for most of the SEC teams, you know, is, is important, but I don't know about how, you know, how winning the challenge really helps in recruiting all that much. And then wrapping it up here, um, looking forward to the two uh, home SEC games this week. We got Mississippi State on Tuesday and then Texas A&M on Saturday, both in the friendly confines of Bud Walton. Uh, what have you seen from the Mississippi State Bulldogs on film? Yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to getting back in Bud Walton and, and you know, being back at home. They have great, great players in Molinar and Stewart. Johnson's another good player who's really a, a good catch-and-shoot guy. Molinar and Stewart, you're going to have to play them for the three and the drive, which is always tricky. I mean, they're a guy like Schuler, like a guy like Cunningham, where they're going to hit an open three, but if you close out too hard and take away the three, they're also capable to go right or left. So they're both really tricky guards. And then Mississippi State, they're going to want to slow it down. So us speeding it up will be important, you know, picking up a little higher, um, you know, trapping here and there, just kind of getting the game in the flow that we wanted in. And then, you know, keeping them off the board is going to be huge just because they are such a good rebounding team. And um, they're basically top 10 in the top 10 in the nation in certain stats in towards rebounding and then top three in the conference in a lot of stats and rebounding percentage. All right. That'll wrap up this edition of the Michael Musselman show. Michael, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Thanks again.